What's up, everybody, and welcome back to List This. My name is Josh, and today we are going to be listing top five action-adventure RPG games. Now, when I say that, it's action-adventure slash RPG. It can be action-adventure games with RPG elements, or it can just be straight-up RPGs. I think that we went more action RPG than just straight RPG. So, uh... Now that I got that out of the way, let me introduce my uh, co-host today. Today we have Cameron. How's it going, everybody? And uh, back with us again is Jim. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for having me back on here again. Yep. Um, so, yeah, top five action-adventure RPGs. And I hope we do this justice for you guys because this is kind of a... Uh, we're not too sure about... Let's just say that we've, we've been talking about this for the last hour, and we've been debating on what counts for these lists, what doesn't count for these lists, if there's options from our last list, from um, our first-person shooter list, that we can put on here, too. So we've kind of had to decide what works and what doesn't. Yeah, this was a really tough list to narrow down, because we were running into a lot of, like... Many of the games that we're looking at have elements of both or multiple different games, so we couldn't really narrow down like a one big. And, and let us know what your definition of an RPG is, because honestly, I'm kind of fascinated to know what other people's ideas we are. We all RPG. had completely different yeah. definitions of you, RPG. You can tell us what you what your definition is at uh, on Twitter at list this podcast. Shoot us a tweet and uh, let us know. Anyway, that's my that's my shameless plug. Um, so yeah, let's let's go ahead and dive right into this, and uh, let's get let's get it going. Number five, Cameron, you want to start us off? Uh, yeah, I, I can start it. I can start us off this time. All right. So for my first choice, this is one that was never in question for me. So this one is kind of a nice one for me. Easy choice. One of my favorite games. Played it as a kid. Jedi Knight Jedi Academy is for me a great RPG action adventure game. Never it, played it. Mm-mm. That's disappointing to hear. So <laughs> this game is a lot of people love Knights of the Old Republic, which was also a good game. But the thing I really, really love about this game is I love the idea of the lightsaber battling was great. You could use multiple types of lightsabers. So you could use single hand. You could use dual. You could use um, just like the actual double bladed lightsaber, Darth which is uh, cool. Yeah, Darth the Darth Maul yeah, type yeah, of yeah, thing, yeah. which was really cool. And the leveling of your skills was so impressive. You had everything from force choke to being able to push people to lightning, and it all depended on whether or not you went with more of the evil Sith side or more of the Jedi side, and I thought that was so cool. You have things like healing, or you have electricity to just burn people. You can also lift people up and like move them. I mean, it's just like, it's such a cool game. So much fun, and you there's level choices. So you can go to some levels, but some levels you won't ever play. And that's kind of the fascinating thing about it. Um, but it's just a really fun Star Wars game. A really good RPG. I don't know anything about it, so I got no... Uh, it's so unfortunate. Yeah, I got no input. I, I, I don't have much on that one either. Since, since you guys don't know, I just want to say one thing. Just I want to bring up one of my favorite levels in the game real quick. Everyone loves... So because we've never played it, he's going to spoil it. <laughs> it's it's one, one of the, the first spoilers, levels spoilers. in the game. Okay, it's one of the first <laughs> levels in the game. Cool, and so I can skip to level two. <laughs> Fine. If you but like, I said, there's multiple choices. All right, tensions are high, guys. Uh, 
<laughs> um, but no, so everyone loves the sandworm, right? Like the whole thing with like sandworms swallowing people. There's a whole level dedicated to like smaller ones, kind of like on a Tremors idea. Okay. Oh like these small sandworms, but like you step on the sand and they come after you. And it's just one of the most memorable things about the game. There's so many other things, including a great multiplayer as well, which is also just kind of a fascinating thing about it. But if you've never played it, try and find a way to play it. Honestly, it's a fun old game. I played it not that long ago, just a couple months ago, and it's still fun. Graphics aren't the best, but it's a fun game. Like I said, I've never, I've never heard of it. I've never played it, but I did look it up, and it got nine out of ten on Steam, eight point eight out of ten on IGN, and ninety six percent on Google. So yeah, I would a, imagine. I think like a, a lot of the game. older Star Wars games did get a lot of really good like reviews and stuff because like I did have a chance to play like a little bit of Force Unleashed. Which was also like sounded like a really fun Star Wars game, and I wish I could have played more. I've been trying to play it more, but unfortunately, the computer just hasn't been wanting to, to hack it. Um, but I mean, because like it's the same idea of like the dual lightsabers. Like I know you could do that yeah. in the game, and like I just love. Wait, can you the dual idea. wield two lightsabers in Jedi Knight? Jedi Wait, Jedi dual Jedi. wield two lightsabers or no? Like, just like, dual like a no, just like because there's a difference. Like, no, I think you run around with two light. Like if I remember each hand, dual wield yeah. the the double bladed lightsabers. If I remember correctly, you in can Force Unleashed. In, no, in oh. Jedi Knight Jedi Academy, which is still can, freaking, which is a fascinating awesome. thing to yeah. be able to do. And you can do that in the multiplayer. You can go up against each other as Jedi's, and it's just it's so cool. But yeah, cool. So yeah, uh, with those reviews in mind, pretty solid, pretty damn solid number five. To definitely look yeah. into that one for sure. Sounds a lot of fun. So we'll just we'll go around the table, Jim. If you wouldn't mind giving us your uh, your least of the list, my number five, <laughs> my number five choice. My number five choice is actually a more recent game. Um, my number five choice is the new Spider-Man game on the PS4. I thoroughly enjoyed that game. It was a lot of fun, but. I put it as number five on my list because as much as I did enjoy it, I can't really see myself replaying it for like quite a while. It's a game where I loved it. There was so many fun things about it. I loved the character. It was not like any movie Spider-Man that we have seen in recent years. It was a it was a Spider-Man all his own. It was a completely different Peter Parker. Like you know, just everything about that was so great. Um, I love the customization of the suits. I love like being able to fight like a lot of these villains and they again took the villains and made him it's in its own way um but as far as going back and playing through it again i can't see myself doing it for a while i want to check out the dlc but it's getting to the point to where i have other games that i would rather play so i don't really feel the need to pick it up because i finished the main story and that's kind of all i really cared about um, with that being said, I'm also really hoping for a, another game to come out with the way that that one ended. I don't really want to say too much about it because that would be legitimate spoilers for anybody who hasn't played the game. It's still a pretty new game. I, yeah. I've always loved Spider-Man games. I think they're so much fun. Even the first Spider-Man game you off the original touch movie. the ground. Yeah, and yeah. I still think it's fun. Like, it is a fun game. Spider-Man yeah. 2 obviously lives in everyone's hearts. It's like a great game. Mm. Um, but I even liked the Amazing Spider-Man games. They weren't like... See, and I never games, played that. I was... But they kind of, they had pulled from like the Arkham idea. And they weren't incredible, still... but they were amazing. Yeah, there you go. There... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. But I have always wanted to play the new one. I don't have a PS4, so that is not going to happen anytime soon. <laughs> There's one like two doors down from There me, is one like two yeah. doors down. And you, I, I have the game, so you could just 
There we go. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. I haven't played the Spider-Man game yet. I um, I've been wanting to borrow it from you. I just don't <laughs> have time to dive into another open world with like yeah. Because I'm one of those guys that has to do all the side quests before I get through the main mission. So I have to be completely honest. I did do all the side quests, but I didn't do everything that the open world has to offer, which means I didn't complete. Like all of the challenges that are there, I didn't finish all of like the strongholds because it's an open world game, so you know that there's like strongholds and stuff there. I didn't complete all the strongholds. I didn't get all of the collectibles that didn't have something to do with unlocking a new suit because there were certain collectibles that you have to gather all of them to unlock a certain suit, and that was what I really wanted was the different suits. And I had like you know I wanted to be able to do that. So I finished the story, I finished all the side quests, but I did not do everything that the game had to offer, and which is also what put it on the fifth spot on right. my list is I felt like I got tired of doing everything that there was and I just I wanted I got to a point where I just wanted to finish the game and be done with it to be honest that's fair yeah. so but it was still a great game and I do recommend it to people who are like looking for a fun smaller open world game because it's not nearly as big um, so it's still still a good recommendation of mine which is why it's number five it's on my choice. list of five good choice. my number five is gonna be uh Kind of an obscure game. I don't know. I'm hoping you guys have heard of it, but it's Spec Ops: The Line. Oh, I've heard of it. Yeah. yeah. Which I've gone back and played that game. I think two or three times or something like that. Something just keeps bringing me back to it. But it's an interesting look at like it's an action. It's not so much RPG, but it's like an action adventure where you go into post-apocalyptic Dubai kind of thing. It makes you do all these like jacked up choices. Oh, uh, that's always fun. The morality aspects of like certain yeah, games so is always really, kind of a fun it really, element. It really plays into like the PS, PTSD aspect and like the psychological like effects that choices make on your psyche. And um, so it, I just thought it was an interesting thing. It's like, yeah, there's like you take cover behind things, you shoot enemies, you can grenade them, you can do all this stuff. But as a whole, it's more of a, a psychological adventure than it is like, kind of like that game, the whatever the medieval game that just came out recently was. I forget what it's called, but um, it was more of like a psychological game than it was like an action-y game. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. I had a friend who got really, really, like he got just wrapped up in that whole game. He played it through like twice, then having it within just like a couple weeks. But yeah, he really liked it too. I've heard it's a really great game. I haven't played it myself, but I have heard it's a really good game. So that's another one that I think I've like I saw like on because that game came out a while ago, right? Like within like the past at least like five years ago at it's least, right? Because it was a like, while. Yeah, I was like because I feel like I remember seeing it on PlayStation Three, and it was something that I wanted to check out, and I may actually own the game, but I can't say for certain. But like it, it like that was one was always kind of on my list of if I ever. Had absolutely nothing else to do, and I had that game. Somehow, I might check it out. So, I would definitely recommend it. I'm gonna continue trying to look up this game because it's gonna drive me crazy because the I can't remember. Just, the name you said it. it was a medieval game that just recently. Came I don't out. know. Maybe it's not. I'm just. I'm. I'm a terrible person, and I can't. Because <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Apparently, neither do I. But yeah, would you just type into the Google search "medieval game that just came out"? <sighs> I typed in something incorrectly. Um, but with that note, let's move to number four. <laughs> number four. All right. So this is kind of a tough one for me. I wasn't really sure what I wanted to put at number four, but I went ahead and put uh, Elder Scrolls, and specifically I put Oblivion 
Um, I really, really liked Oblivion. Morrowind was one of the was the first Elder Scrolls game I played. It's one of the first RPGs I played too, like real in depth RPGs, and I really loved that one. And I thought Oblivion just added a lot to the world. It kind of took away some things I didn't really like, but overall, it, it felt like a more um, like you always hear me say when I'm talking about video games. I like worlds that feel like they're breathing and like living, and that's what Oblivion felt like to me. It felt like my choices had like consequences, and it felt like things that I did actually mattered. And that's what I kind of liked about it. And there were so many options. I don't think I ever actually finished the game. I found so many different things to do in that game. I don't think I even got anywhere near the end. I don't end. think anyone's finished an Elder Scrolls yeah, game. Like, no, and, and I ever. don't feel dissatisfied by not finishing it either. Yeah. It's a game that I feel like I could return to and just absolutely wholeheartedly enjoy. And that seems like a pretty general consensus. Like yeah. everyone, like nobody's upset with the fact that they like don't finish it, and that makes it a little bit more. Because I Skyrim is a game. Like I know it's you know, obviously not the one on your list, but like yeah. Skyrim is a game. I keep trying and trying and trying to try get into but i like can't seem to devote the time to it and like but that is even hearing stuff like that on morrowind where like you've never finished the game but like it's still like a yeah. great experience for you is really satisfying for me to hear too because then it like makes yeah. me more excited to like well, be able to play those types of games and it's like one thing i love about Elder scrolls is just kind of the weirdness of the world and kind of getting used to it and when i first played morrowind and you know before oblivion i, I remember my first encounter with like in an RPG with vampires and like the fact that that can actually affect you. You can't go out in the light anymore. You've got to try and like fix things like that. Like it was, a, it was a problem. Yeah. It was a huge problem in the game. You're constantly getting damaged and it was something I wasn't ready for, but it just kind of opened up my eyes to what RPGs could be. And I think it's what made me love them so much. So, but yeah, I think Oblivion was a great game. game to, it was a great sequel for that, I think. Mm -hmm. And it just, it was just a fun game. And then now we have the new one uh, to look forward to whenever Bethesda gets around to make Sky, it. Skyrim Rebirth. Just <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Probably run on the same engine, no one Bethesda. Um, by the way, that game that I was thinking of is called Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice. Don't think nope, I've heard of so, it. I've never heard okay. of it. So if you get a chance, check it out. It's like, uh, apparently from what I've been told, it's like uh, super psychological. And a lot of people did like it for that reason. Um, which they expected like an action game, but it's more headstrong. But yeah, I, I never really played the Elder Scrolls, Scrolls game. I've tried Skyrim. A handful of times. Yeah. I just don't have the time to devote to a, a full open world RPG you anymore. You really do need so much time to yeah. be able to put into a game like that. And that's where I keep mm. falling short is I've learned that my attention span is a little bit shorter for some of this stuff. And so a game like Skyrim can't seem to hold my attention. Mm. But I love the idea of it. I love the lore. I love the time period. I love everything about it just can't seem to put in the time for it yeah and I, I can kind of agree with that skyrim wasn't my favorite there's a lot of things i feel like they kind of backtracked on in skyrim i was talking to someone earlier and i mentioned the fact that i'm not going to wrap this up really quickly but um i mentioned the fact that i thought it was really dumb you can't steal things and then sell to anyone without first getting a perk from a certain city which i think is a very odd way to backtrack through a game yeah. because it's like you can't steal a bowl from someone's house and then sell it to a merchant that then somehow knows that bowl is stolen don't really know why they know that. It kind of took me out of the world a little bit. And I think Skyrim, it had a, a couple other features like that. They kind of just, it pulled me out of the world. And I, I kind of thought that was unfortunate. Um, and I messed around a lot more in Skyrim than I did in the other ones where I tried to take it more seriously. But yeah, um, I think Elder Scrolls in general, they've got a good history. They've got fun games. But yeah. All right, moving on though. Moving on. All right. So my number four choice, I um, put a game, and I feel like the general consensus is people like the second game a lot more, but I put the South Park Stick of Truth as my number four on this list, and which is... Bold choice, Cotton. Let's see how it plays out for him. <laughs> <laughs> I put this as my number four. I really enjoyed that game, and I feel like I enjoyed it. And it's definitely like full and full RPG game, but like 
I enjoyed it a lot more than uh, than the Fractured But Whole, um, just because again I like that style a little bit more. I did like the superhero stuff that they did, but I liked that I like the combat in both of them combat was one of the things I liked a lot more in the stick of truth just because it was a little bit simpler it was you know something that I could kind of get through a little bit easier I was more looking forward to like oh I can fight this fight this fight this fight this and string the fights because they went a little bit quicker um and yeah you didn't have as much to worry about which is nice for someone like me um but I mean I just a simple gamer yeah <laughs> you know but I, I did like the class. I, I end up I ended up playing through the game at least twice and I started a third playthrough because I wanted to play as the different classes and one of the things that I, and like I love their South Park humor I love that one of the classes was a Jew class which was so amazing and like you know some of the attacks like one of the attacks is a circumcision that you literally do on yeah. the kids and like that was such a fantastic like little element that like it totally Park. fits Trey Parker and Matt Stone's. It, like... it fits the show, and I, I never did play the game. I just didn't want to spend money on the game. I've heard it, actually heard it was really, really it's good. It's amazing. You are playing, and that's what makes it on my top five list, is you are playing an episode of South Park. Yeah. That is actually what it is. It is not like, a, like it, it doesn't have a video game look to it. It has a South Park episode right. look to it. Yeah, no, it's very like true to the show. Yeah. Yeah. I'll agree with that. I, I do think South Park, like both South Park games are great. They are um, great. They're both do, great. I disagree with you on a, a number of things. That's fair. Um, I tried to play a second time through. Nothing changes in the game, and that was a problem for me. So it's you play the same game, the same exact game over, but with a different class, which I guess the only thing that changes is like your abilities and stuff that you can do. It, it makes it a, it does kind of make it somewhat of a different, I do see what you're saying, because um, I do kind of agree with that in some sense, but like it does kind of make it a slightly different game because I found, I struggled a little bit more on one of the other playthroughs because of one of the other classes mm-hmm. where I was like struggling to get the move set down. I like, you know, kept biffing on some stuff, whereas like in, Fractured But Whole, I found that, like, I didn't feel the need to go through and play it again because, you know, I had the option to change my classes whenever I want, to change my superhero abilities, and to do a lot of that stuff. That's why, yeah, I'm just saying that's why I think I differ for you because I just, I think it would actually end up on my Dishonorable just because there's, the replay value is not there for me. So I just, um... But I love the game. I love. I do agree that you're playing an episode of South Park, especially with Fractured. That's Bowl, what made it my with the yeah. movement and the combat and stuff. It it really immerses you into that thing. And, and I agree uh, on that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think it's a great choice. Yeah. Oh. oh, is it my turn? It is my turn. It's already. Is it, are we at number four still? We are mm-hmm. number four. All right, yeah. cool. I'm uh, I'm losing my mind. All these psychological <laughs> games are getting me. Whew. Uh, um, my number four is going to be Last of Us. Okay. I don't. I don't think I could make a list without like an action adventure or horror, I guess, without putting Last of Us on it because it's kind of both of those things. I guess it's more like suspense horror than it is like action adventure. I don't know. I mean, I guess you could argue argue either one. I don't know. It's one of those games. I went back and played it recently, and when I say recently, probably the last like six months to a year. I just re-downloaded it and started playing it and it was like a lot scarier and more suspenseful than I remembered. I actually, you know what's funny is I just replayed it again myself too and I felt the same exact way. I feel like if you play that game multiple times like that, you will run into the same emotions that you did the first playthrough where I was in suspense with my heart racing at times. Like It's like you forget. You're like, oh crap. Yeah. <laughs> these but then I still had it in mind where I was like, I know I, I'm not looking forward to these parts. 
you know, because I do remember my first playthrough, but yet the suspense was all still the same. I have unfortunately not played it, and I've always wanted to. That's because to. it's on PlayStation. I know. Yeah. I, mean, I know a lot about it, and I've seen a lot of gameplay. It's great. And it's, I, yeah. I have a friend who talks about it all the time, and it's. I've heard a lot, and I've always wanted to play it, but yeah, like there's not much I can say to it, unfortunately. I think one of the things I love about that they did in that game is the differing in enemies in a way that we haven't really seen before, and like because it is a zombie game, but they have different types of levels of zombies, where in the way of like the armored, you know, armored fungi mm. zombies, and like I the clickers are mm. I have PTSD from clickers. Yeah. Like, I really do. The, and, and I think that's super fantastic, the way that they did the end. And then you just have, like, the survivors who are just regular humans just trying to, like, yeah, rob like, you or, or whatever. And so yeah. That's, yeah. Um, yeah, I just think... And it's beautiful. You know, Naughty Dog did a good job. And uh, I, I can't really... I can't wait to see uh, Last of Us 2. I'm so super excited That's my number four, well. Last of Us. But okay. it is not the last of my list. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You guys don't have to laugh either. It's okay. yeah, this will be my last episode. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm number three. All right, number three. And speaking of number three, I've got Fallout three. So hey, very fitting. Those are the same numbers. <laughs> but Fallout three for me was. Did just, you do that on purpose? What? No, I did not. <laughs> but it works, and it wasn't not. On pur- anyway, it's a good game. Um, it's it's a lot of fun. It was my first like foray into the Fallout franchise, and I just think it's it's such an enjoyable game, and it's it's so much fun to go back to, which I think is such an important thing for a game. I think it's so good to be able to go back and find something new, do something in a way that you've never done it before, and do something in a way where you question, what if I had done it this way though? Even on like a third playthrough, and I think that's what that game offered. And it had just such memorable levels, um, just memorable characters, characters that I wanted to kill every single time, characters that I didn't want to kill, <laughs> characters that sometimes I did just to see what would happen, even though it was like a difficult choice. And that's what the world was. It was just, it was a beautifully built world. And my first playthrough ever, first thing I did was I walked out of the vault, never forget, and I walked right up to one of the Brotherhood members, I think, and just got destroyed. That <laughs> did not. That did not go well, and I, I learned a good lesson. I mean, is, the yeah. Brotherhood's kind of a dick. Yeah. Like, they're just kind of dicks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so. no, I just obliterated my first time. That, Here's the world, and there I go. That's... Hey, yeah. School of hard knocks, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gotta learn the hard way. Um, no, I agree. I think uh, I think Fallout is a, has been a great franchise. I think it's done really good for like that genre, the whole RPG First person or third person, depending on how you play it. But um, my problem with like the Fallout, and this is like going on, I won't go too much into this, but my problem with the Fallout franchise is like some of the stuff they tried to fix in Fallout 4, they shouldn't have. <laughs> yeah, I, I can totally agree with that. That's... It's like, we liked this thing that you did. Why did you change it to this? Like my the first thing that I think of is the the um the voice stuff like the conversation and the the dialogue choices and stuff it's like i'm not sure why they decided to go away from what they had because See, they had a good and there's aspects of that i like in fallout 4 i will say that they, i think it kind of slowed down the game a little bit in a way that wasn't enjoyable in and the, like in three or in four okay in four i think there were things that like we got that did kind of take away from what Fallout 3 was. Because for, for me, Fallout 3 was explore, find a place, have a great adventure, keep going. In Fallout 4, I felt like there wasn't enough time to, like, 
like I felt like I was constantly slowing down too much, and then I didn't want to go and find another adventure because it was just that was take my too problem. Long. That was my problem with four. Is again the attention span and holding on to my attention on that. Where it's like, yeah, I, I didn't like the city building aspect either. Like mm. you know the like in four, which was kind of a really I, Preston Garvey is still calling me and asking me to help him like, to this day. I've blocked his number so many times. As like, as just like a quick final, like on my part of this game is like, I, I did. I think I had an experience with three where on my like one of my first ventures out in the open world, I ran into like a big crab that like was really like working me over, and I remember like it concussing me, and I didn't know what I was doing, so I remember hiding behind a rock until daytime, where the concussion went away. So I literally like hid behind a rock and left my controller there and just kind of waited because I didn't know you could sleep through the night. And so I didn't want to walk out with the concussion. Well, you can't sleep with enemies nearby, so... Yeah, so I, was like, I didn't know what the crab was, because I was like, I knew I was going to go out and be killed by the crab, so I just hid behind a rock. <laughs> See, that's that's what I love about the game, and I'll wrap this up really quick, but there, there's... For me, and we were talking about this earlier, is one of the things... I, and I'm getting the wrap-up sign. <laughs> but one of the things that, for me, that an RPG is and an action-adventure game is, is being able to change the world or influence it, at least, or feel like I did. And that's one thing that I did get to do in Fallout. I mean, I still remember just making choices and then seeing sometimes those characters, like, they died or they ran away. Or, like, I would actually find there were characters where, that ran away at one point and I found their clothes later like they were dead. Like, it was, it was a big moment. And... Yeah. We're, we're going to move on to Jim's uh, number three in just a second, but I got a question for both of you. Uh, real quick, yes or no, did you blow up Megaton? Not the first time, but I should have. <laughs> I never actually made it to that point in three. Um, I think I was relatively close, but I never actually made it to the point, and I was stuck as to what... I could never make my decision. I was like, I had a morality issue, a personal morality, not even in-game of like... I, why do why, do I blow this up and kill all these people? I did and it what once. What is it going to do for the game? I did it once, and I'm an asshole. Uh, I, I just I just want to <laughs> say that I did it, but I then killed the old guy and I threw his body. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> do you feel, sweet do you feel sweet that justice. <laughs> Uh, Jim, what do you have Moving for number on. three? Oh and can you top that? No, I don't, like, I'm a little unfortunate going after this. My number three is going to be Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, unfortunately, another game I haven't finished. I want to go back to it, which is why it's number three on my list, because I feel like that's another game that I can pick up and put down and enjoy it so much. But there was so many cool things that that game brought in, not only to... Some of the stuff I like is being able to upgrade your weapons. So, like, you know, your bow, your, you know, like, some, like just your character, your clothing, like, different armors and different stuff like that. But was the enemies. Not only is, like, open world that I feel like is, is something new every time. And everywhere you go is always, like, you're always having to kind of look out. And you're, like, always have new adventures, but you also have side quests. The enemies is my favorite. Because there is zero human enemies or living enemies for that matter in the game because they're all machines it's a the game oh, I, there guys, there's guys in, in Horizon Zero Dawn you have to like invade like camps and stuff I may not have gotten because I got I feel like I got at least maybe a I'm pretty sure I killed people in that game I, I am like the part that I remember the most then is like all the machines that you have to but like you're running around and like shooting because the enemies are so different you have like little raptor style enemies it is that true. Are, it's like, like it's like they're designing the game, and they're like, all right, it's like the future, but it's prehistoric. Yeah, it's the future past. And there's like dinosaurs, but like what's cooler than dinosaurs, right? Yeah. Like robot dinosaurs. Like, exactly. Like, but Turok like, meets robots. Yeah. <laughs> but it was 
fun. Like there was, I like I could spend like you know you collect certain pieces from certain machines, and one of the ones that I remember the most is like one of them is a bellow back, and it's just basically like they got these big huge sacks, but they're also massive. So you were like, there's a lot of elements of like running and hiding and waiting for a moment to attack. So attack, hit it with a couple of bows, and then like running the hell away from its massive flamethrower that it would hit you with. Did you shoot it in its sack? Yes. Cool. Many, many, many times. Cool. <laughs> but yeah, uh, 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 that was number three on my list because it's a game that I enjoy that I never finish. I want to go back and try to finish it, but it's a game I feel like I can pick up and put down in, like quite a bit. There's always reasons that I question Gemini's friendship. Where I'm like... <laughs> But yet in, we're still in friends. In any other world, we would not be friends. That is so ominous. Um, so but <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm, I'm the opposite, though. I put it down. I couldn't get through it. I it was something about the game. Something about the. And yet you still have it at your house. Something about. <laughs> yeah, it's collecting dust um, at your house. The um, <clears throat> I don't know. It's just really slow. It's the same thing with Red Dead. I know I'm gonna get crap for that, but it's like go that, across uh, the world on this slow ass like whatever you like this little raptor thing and but i think that's like that kind of where is where you and i differ and this is like to kind of help like wrap this up is like where you and i differ is like i'm like it's slow yes but like i do things as i go to that point which doesn't make it feel so slow because i have little objectives look to get i have to have dinner ready by seven o'clock i don't have time to run across a map <laughs> And yeah. See, <laughs> do yeah, exactly. And like I have, back. like I, there's times I have all day to sit down and play a game. So, like, and that's and there are definitely those differences between gamers. Like I'll say this really quickly, but there are definitely those differences. I mean, there's there's like the level of being able to look around and view the world and just kind of stare at it for a while while you're playing the game, like Red Dead, um, and those type of games. But then there's also games like Far Cry that have that aspect, but you have the ability to go through quickly. Yeah. And I think that is kind of, you know, you're always going to get different gamers that play games different mm -hmm. ways, and some want them faster paced, others don't. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, cool. Uh, I'll dive right into mine. Uh, it's, my number three is going to be Infamous. Um, we're doing a lot of PlayStation exclusives for Cameron being an Xbox <laughs> I guy. I at least know about these games, and I've, I've seen them, and I have played a little bit of Infamous. Um, but I did play a little bit of Infamous. I, I, I guess if I had to choose between one or two, Second Son would not make my list. Um, it was a release title. <laughs> more Well, it wouldn't make my list before one or two. I yeah. think two... Like I said in the last episode for FPSs, I'm a sucker for Southern environments and Infamous 2 was set in like a makeshift New Orleans, which I thought was really cool. And how do you not love a guy who like shoots lightning bolts? Yeah, that's, that was one of my like cool things about it, which is why I would have, I mean, like the idea of like just being able to use like a weapon other than like guns mm. or like, you know, your normal style weapons. Cause like I almost put prototype yeah. on my list for almost that same type of deal is like you are the weapon yeah you know but i think from what everything that i saw and i heard prototype 2 is one of those games where they fixed and made better on a lot of the stuff that they did in prototype that's, 1 that's what i've heard too and i played prototype i remember being or i meant sorry infamous too but, not no, prototype, you, yeah. and i was gonna bring up prototype anyway because of infamous because infamous didn't actually interest me all that much because i kind of got burnt out on games like that from prototype that's kind of where I stood expecting too. so much, and it became a game that was just had nothing in it. Prototype was not a, it just wasn't an exciting game to me. I did hear in Prototype too they fixed all of that kind of stuff, and 
Infamous, I've heard, is a good game, but those type of games like kind of got slowly worn out. That's where I think yeah. that's where we're like, you know, Infamous became that where I played so much of Prototype that Infamous just kind of was like fell by the wayside because I kind of needed a break from that game style. I think. Well, Xbox guy, if you ever uh, want to try out Infamous, <laughs> so I'll, I'm. Get, I have I'll been wanting to rehash somehow. Infamous and give it another shot, though, because I've been really into those game styles again, and I think that would be a good Second go Son? Mm, if I could, I might try to dust off the PS3. I'd recommend, like, the first and second yeah, one. Yeah, I'd, I'd dust off my PS3. And, and I just like the, I like the, just to bring up the, like, the RPG element, you can go good or you can go evil in that game. Which I think, I think that's really, really cool. Because, I was that. Yeah. yeah. And there's, I mean, there's different powers you can get with good and evil, but I thought it was interesting because... The further good you went or the further evil you get, it actually changed his physical appearance yes. as well. And I thought that was kind of a neat nod to like, this is what you're doing to this person. That was one of my favorite cool. things about that game. It was like, that and was And you got of to my... like skateboard on power lines. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Freaking rad. You can also play Sunset Overdrive to do that. Oh, yeah, is, fair. That's like, Sunset Overdrive to me was kind of like this colorful punk rock version of what I saw in Infamous, which is kind of fun. Yeah. But yeah, to Xbox. You shoot like Xbox orange juice season. on aliens, right? Or something. <laughs> Basically, you might as well. It's like orange juice and Mountain Dew. Like, that's all you're doing. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, we're going to move right along to. Number two. So, my number two, kind of going with the idea of, like, not always focusing on the RPG element, but also the action adventure side of things, is going to be Batman Arkham City. Um, I do. I just. I love the Arkham games in general, and I kind of had to struggle with whether or not I wanted to do Arkham Knight or Arkham City. Um, but Arkham City was just it was the first time I really got to explore this open world with Batman and like the first time I got to feel like I was making the choices for him which I think is really interesting and they had storylines that were really cool because they didn't end them in Arkham City they actually ended them in Arkham Knight which I thought was cool there's a lot of little side missions like that Um, but it's just a really fun game the progression feels so gratifying like once you get to the certain points you want to get the certain technology that you want to have and you build yourself up like the bat that you want to be and that's kind of mm-hmm. the it, cool part about I it. I did like that so much more than Arkham Asylum because of that same reason because it the world did really open up for you. You're not like stuck in a limited prison. You have an entire city to explore and go to do what you want. Yeah. And then it also opened up for other like type of collectibles and like stuff like that in so many imaginative ways. Yeah, and I think what's so much fun about it too is to me every bit like every chapter felt like its own episode of like a TV show with the end being a big boss battle that was something fun to play. Like it, it didn't feel like I had played that earlier in the game, which I thought was interesting. Everyone felt different. And I can see that Josh was it Arkham City the one with the terrible Joker battle at the very no, end. No, that is Arkham. That's just um, Arkham, Arkham Asylum. Asylum. Yeah, Arkham that's Asylum. Just Arkham Asylum. Because that's the one where he like that's beats where himself Joker up with like, like rages the, out the Titan oh, formula, no. right? Yeah, okay. no, yeah, that's yeah, not. Yeah. I got no. my game. I love that, but like I did love that they did that in Arkham City, where they you have the remnants of what happened after Joker yep. injecting yep. himself with yep. that, which I think was a really cool like character. Yeah. Like, and there's a know? lot of like in the one thing I love about the Arkham games is the audio files actually feel like they're worth something um, and because they actually add to the lore of what you've missed in the world. And I think that's so interesting because I remember there were things that talk about what Joker did after he was so weak from the first game. Yes. Like that terrible yeah. ending to the game. But what he did and how he stayed away from other people and how no one kind of knew what his predicament was. But I just think Arkham City just had so much to explore, so much to do. There were so many things that 
I was just excited to find out randomly, like finding there's this boat that had like this scarecrow lab underneath it, and I didn't know it was there. I happened to pull out a gadget, and it told me it was there. I didn't. Yeah. I wasn't even trying to look for it. And I just yeah, think that's what you could accidentally. It was so much it. fun, and the Arkham series has been so good about that in general, just finding little secrets. Which as a so as a quick last comment, can we like talk about how like imaginative and cool those scarecrow fights were yes. with them? Where you're we like, actually did in. Our DC did. villains. Yep. Did you guys episode, really like? Yeah, yeah I loved yeah. that. That was probably one of my like favorite and like most interesting parts of the game. Yeah. Was like how scary and like you know yeah. like how immersive those fights so, were because you were really yeah. part of a different world. Too. If you're listening to this, I'm assuming you've gotten past the DC villains episode or you just avoided it altogether. But Scarecrow did make my list. Yeah. Okay. And so yeah, we yeah. kind of went into like you know the conversation because one of my things was the Scarecrow in Arkham Knight. Okay. Where he has like the burlap sacks like sewed to his face, yeah, and it's just genuinely terrifying, and uh, yeah, it's super cool. So yeah, I really appreciated that too. I liked that they gave you kind of like a flying to where you could get from place to place. Yep. Oh, the glide pretty yeah. easily. The glide and, uh, and the boost to actually help was you get so much better. The city. In and then of city. course in Arkham Knight, the way they pull apart the streets to give you room to drive a Batmobile is just yep. incredible, oh, and it's just. Yeah. But yeah, Arkham City, a great game. Yes, yep. fantastic. Cool. Jimbles. All right, my number two choice is, um, again, like a little bit newer of a game, but it was Uncharted 4. Actually, that one had to have been my favorite out of the entire Uncharted series. Like, there was so many Was options. that the last one? Like yes, the final one? that was one? the most recent one that they did, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I cried at the end. It was, like, the story was so much better. I love that, like, one of my, like, I love the Uncharted series as a whole, but one of my biggest gripes with it was like just the fact that it was you didn't have as much exploration time as I would have liked in some of these really cool, really historical, well, video game historical areas. But Uncharted 4 really changed that. You had so many opportunities where you purely just explored and you were going and like you had not as many enemies to like shoot down and gun down, but like just like the introduction of the new characters in the way of like his brother and like the end. Like, the final, like, when they, like, everything is, quote-unquote, at peace. You know, and, like, just the, the bringing the entire story to an end, but still feeling like there could be another one at some point in the future, I think is a really cool, like, thing of like that. But I just love the climbing, the parkour, which, like, a guy like that, I don't know how he can do that much parkour, but, I mean, you know what? It's a video game. It's questions we don't ask. Um, but overall, it's an incredibly enjoyable game. I agree. I, I really enjoyed. I think that's another PlayStation exclusive, it right? Yes, it is. Yeah, it's also fun fact. It's also a Naughty Dog game too. So I yeah. have to like give it up to Naughty Dog because they yeah. are. Yeah, they're just starting to build amazing. quite the resume. Yeah. yeah. Um, Between Last of Us and Uncharted, I do agree. I borrowed your collection with like all of them, with one yes. through three, and then I borrowed yes. four after that. Yes, but, yes, yes. Um, I kind of hit fatigue at the same time. Just having you played them back string, to back yes. to back. Yeah. yeah, if you're playing them in a string, yes. But, like, that's what I love. I think that's what I loved about Uncharted 4 is the fact that, like, it helps with the fatigue because it is such a different type of game. Because I, replaying through them all when Uncharted 4 was about to come out, I struggled with the first game because it is very monotonous. It's very, like, the story is fun, the, like, parkour part, like, the, you know, all that's so much fun. But, like, the wave after wave after wave of enemies gets really tiring. I picked it? up on that too where it's like go here, do this thing, a bunch of enemies spawn. Fight these way, fight like three or four ways of enemies. Go and to then the you next explore, area yeah. uh-huh. and you go into the area and you see like 
oh, there's a fallen pillar here. There's this. This must be cover for something that's coming towards me. Yeah, like you could really see And then really like a minute that. later, it's like a bunch but of guys storming. Again, like, Naughty oh. Dog, like, like giving it up to Naughty Dog and giving it up to the Uncharted games, each game was better than the last. They took yeah. what was good about the previous yeah. game and made it better and took out the stuff from the from the previous game that like sucked. And the story was just genuinely interesting. Amazing. Was, the story was amazing in all the yeah. games. Like across all the games too. So that's... Yeah. Cameron, do you have any input to uh, say about that? One day, that's one of the ones that I really want to play. Like, out of all the ones you guys have mentioned that I haven't played, like Spider-Man and Uncharted are the ones that I've really wanted to play. So, eventually, I'll if you get, get a PS4, let me know. I can yeah. lend you lend you a lot of these games. It's uh, it's worth it to dive in. It's just one of those things. It's like you got to play through all of them. Yeah. So you got to devote the time to get through four games. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But again, like three or four mm. really makes it so much better. Where like you do get away from that element. Cool. So. Uh, for my number two, I actually, I actually just updated it. I forgot about the crappy Joker fight in Arkham Asylum, which kind of <laughs> it was fun. Kind of, no, it's not. It's like on the list of like one of the worst boss battles like ever in games. See, I wouldn't say I do feel like worse, I'm really I'd say most disappointed. I do yeah, feel like I was yeah. a little because disappointed yeah. when you have a game like Arkham Asylum and then you end it with yeah. that Joker Roy yeah. Bout battle. That's disappointing. It's so, I mean, so, so, so my number two is Arkham Knight. Um, I did Batman Arkham Knight. enjoy Arkham um, Knight a lot. That was so I good. just played through that one not too long ago. Like I said, I, I originally had Arkham Asylum just because it was, like, the game that kicked off that series, right? So it was the first one, and it was like, this is awesome, I want more, and they gave you more. Yeah. But I think kind of putting together everything, like, my love for Scarecrow how scary he was, how prominent of a villain they made him in that. Because, you know, <clears throat> we talked about it in the, the DC Villains episode, how Scarecrow is kind of underutilized in, like, the, the Nolan series. Yes. And in the like the animated series, they make him, like, this charismatic, like, kind of goofy guy. In this one, he's, like, straight. He's what he is. He's fear, it's, he's fear himself. Yeah. And so I think they did a great job in using cool. him. I'm a big fan of Red Hood now. Spoilers, but... Yeah. Kind of, I guess. Um, I, but as much as I loved Arkham Knight, I do have to admit that it became predictable. Like at a certain point, I knew who Arkham Knight was. Yeah. The, the unfortunate thing about that is, and we've talked about this before, Josh, is they said this is a new character. This is a new character. <laughs> it was not a new character. <laughs> and, and, nope. and you know, if you've not read the all. comics, that's the thing about playing the game too. Is if you've read the comics, he says exact dialogue from Jason Todd. You in. The Red Hood comic that he first appears in, and it just so, that moment. Fun fact: you actually it. don't have to read the comics to know that because I've never read any Batman comics, and I was able to like figure out who it was at a certain point, and, and I was like, because of yeah. because of stuff that he was saying, and it's they like make it so as long as you know the lore. Like, His suit looks pretty similar to, kind, I mean, kind of when you yeah, it's a little bit more higher tech where he's yeah. yeah. off, yeah. and you have yeah. yeah. But I mean, one thing I will say about Arkham Knight is, whereas Arkham City, where we were just talking about that, how it felt like chapters with a big boss battle at the end, which I thought was really cool, Arkham Knight was really cool in a different way because it felt more like one continuous battle to beat Scarecrow and beat the Arkham Knight, mm -hmm. where then you had all these villains getting in your way yes. constantly. Yeah. Like you're trying to divide your attention between these people. And it was essentially one night, correct? Yeah. Like that, yeah. that whole game each, was one each night. Of, each of the games is one 
specific night. It's not yeah. over the course of like it's a long night. It is. <laughs> it's a long night, especially when like you're chasing down like building fires and you're chasing yeah. people on the streets and there's just there's so much to do. And one of my favorite we we don't think we've talked about it for Arkham Knight, but one of my favorite boss battles in Arkham Knight is actually the side story of Mad Hatter. I love Mad Hatter anyway, he's a great villain. But they put you in like the storybook and it's like a similar idea to the Scarecrow fights, yeah. but it's like the storybook world and it's just so interesting the way they constantly rearrange the world and make it like something new that you haven't seen yet. I do have to admit that like as like a kind of like a final thought on this is like the, the just this whole Batman series kind of presented like some of my favorite inter- iterations of these villains. Yeah. To be honest, like, because I, like, Scarecrow, like, I have a new favorite, like, version of the Scarecrow. I love that Scarecrow. Riddler was a lot of fun. Like, yeah. I enjoyed that, yes. like, Riddler version. Because it felt like that's how Riddler is supposed to be. It's like so much fun. You know, and, and I think they did so much right on that. Like, that it built its own world and made, like, favorites for a I lot of like that 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 they I just like that they reached into, the, like, the Batman villain bag a little deeper than just your... You like, know, you had Joker. Like, just a Joker. You like, had, like, Professor Pig. I had never heard of Professor Pig yeah, before, I, Professor Pig before I played it, you know. Yeah. And... Things like that. And it's just like like Hush. I think Hush was in it too, right? Yep. And he's one of the ones that is a continuous storyline from Arkham City, which is such a cool thing to do too. Is to so, build a storyline for two games. Did they also do something in Arkham Knight with, um, like, a, I can't remember his name. It's like a knight who is, like, trying to become... So, you're talking about uh, uh, Azrael. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, so, I never knew about that. That was like, actually one of the more disappointing storylines, in my was, opinion. <laughs> to me, and it wasn't But it, like, just introduces because, that to someone like me who doesn't yeah. know. For me, it wasn't. It's just because of the Batman uh, Nightfall series, the infamous comic series, where Batman gets his back broken and he's put out of commission. They kind of reworked that for Arkham Knight, and they kind of mm-hmm. worked it for their own purposes by bringing in Azrael, who is a main part of the Nightfall series. And they kind of just... They, they made the world their own, and I think that's what's always been so interesting about the Arkham series, is it's like, it's almost a continuation for all of us that grew up with the animated series of that, but more of like the adult themes, but then also reworking the comics to fit this kind of grittier world. And that's what's so much fun about it. But yeah, it's always a good choice. Alright, so now is the time. None other than... Number one. So, my number one hard decision lot of games to choose from i went with the game that i just had so much fun with i played co-op on and i've actually played through it multiple times and i don't think josh would be expecting this one i'm looking around trying to (laughs) rack my brain as to think of what it could be so this one for me is gonna be um fable 3 and interesting now there's a lot of people who are disappointed with fable 3 there's things that it promised it didn't have any but i think overall if you take away those things it is actually a really fun game has a very slow start which usually is hard for me to get into and you're saying take game. away the crappy qualities no i'm not saying take away the crappy quality i'm saying take away the promises that weren't there because there are aspects of the game that they made sound better than what they were but overall this is one of the most living and breathing worlds i've ever been in these so I don't know anything about it if I just pick it up and started playing I'm it and not know boat. anything about the Empty Promises or anything like that. You feel like I would probably enjoy it. I think for so. One of those. And, it's, and you have to realize when you're playing it too, so it feels like you're going through the story and you're making, you have every choice is yours in Fable. And every choice you make is going to influence that world to the point where by the end of the game, you can lose like half the population of this world. And that's kind of how important your choices are and how much it matters. And you can interact with people in between that have nothing to do with the story. You can... You can bring your friends along and they can interact with people in your world. They can change your world. 
and they can influence it. So you have to make sure you bring in the right people too. <laughs> but it's a funny game. It's over the top ridiculous. It's just fun to level up. By the end, you kind of feel like a god, which is the only thing I kind of wish you were a little bit weaker. Like it's, there's still more playability because by the end, you are at the end. Once you've played all the side missions, once you've done all the quests, you're you're done. That's it. But it's just it's such a fun ride to get there, and it's one of the most fun and enjoyable stories I've ever played. And just outlandishly weird. It's it's taking those medieval games and it's just making them hilarious and odd and awkward to play. And there's weird things in the game. I mean, there's there's everything from being able to like get STDs in the game to where you can adopt orphans in the game. It's a weird world, and it affects your guy. It affects the way people interact with you. And it's just, it's so interesting. To Could you play. imagine being the, the, like, the STD guy that had to, like, add <laughs> you know, into the game? You know, even, you know what's <laughs> even better, though, is not only can you get them, it will tell your friends how oh, many you've God. gotten on their loading screens. It will go by with bars that tell you See, how many people that's have. That's an element of the game that absolutely does not need to be there, but we no, are always somebody got so picked, glad. Somebody got picked on in high school, and they were like, I'm going to get back at this yeah, fantasy like characters. A, I'm so glad that the, like there's, there is a game out there that has an element like that because, yeah. again, nowhere near needed, but like, mm. it's so glad it's, like, it's I'm, there. Uh, I'm genuinely surprised that Fable 3 was your top. Yeah. I don't know. I, don't know, I didn't know what to expect, but... Right. It definitely wasn't that. Yeah. yeah, it definitely wasn't that. <laughs> but uh, some, of, some of those are like... Some of my favorite games is like when you like a game that is not generally liked. Yeah. And, you know, and like that's how I felt like, you know, I talked about Far Cry Primal in the last episode. Like Far Cry Primal is like one of like the Far Cry like dedicated people. Like it's oh, yeah. one of their least favorite games. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like for sure. But I'm like, that's probably my most favorite game. Well, and I think what's so much fun about Fable 3 real quick, because I know I'm out of time. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. Sorry. That was my bad. That was my bad. That was like bad. twice been, in a row He's now. been giving me the hurry up the whole episode, so I just got to give him some love back. <laughs> But for Fable 3, I went into it with no expectations, and I think that's what's so great about it. The only thing, like, I encourage people to go back and play it if you ever get the chance, um, but the only thing is, you have to realize that when you think you're halfway through the game, you're actually not, so it feels kind of slow at first, and that's what's so interesting about it. But once you get to the open world aspect, once you get to that point where you can make any choice, it feels just like everything's so much more interesting. But yeah, cool. it's a really fun game. Cool. Um, so for my number one, mine was actually an easy choice. Like I knew what my number one choice was going to be. Um, God of War three, specifically. Another PlayStation exclusive. If you couldn't tell, I'm a PlayStation like player, but couldn't tell. I could just walk right out of the room. <laughs> God of War three was probably my favorite out of all of the God of War games, including like the newer one. The newer one had so many cool things about it, and I like that it went such a different way, but. God of War 3 is just so memorable. Anytime I talk about, like, any sort of, like, exclusives, any sort of, like, action games, any sort of, like, a any conversation about my favorite game, it's got to be God of War 3. And it's just, like, in its core, it's really a, just a hack and slash, just adventure, like, going, you know... But like, like godly it, like, character type of game. Yeah, yeah. and like in that, I think that's I mean, what makes in it in the title. <laughs> Greek mythology is also probably what it's my favorite, like one of my favorite realms and one of my favorite things, like to like you know, it's one of those like geeky topics that like I know probably a little bit more about and like you know nobody else really does sometimes. And I think that's what I loved about it more was it was within the realm of Greek mythology. You had a chance to fight and kill like famous gods, which is not. 
a thing that like you're supposed to be able to do like you know like what happens to the world and that's one of the cool things that you did in this game is at one point you actually kill and behead helios and from that point on the rest of the game is dark and rainy like there is no more sunlight there is no more sunshine there is no more like you know and it's like granted, it's very like, RPG where like you do things that affect the world. Yeah, you you do like you know. Granted, it's a thing you have to do, but, but like right. it's still like. Yeah, yeah. But like, what's even cooler about that is forced you, RPG. You don't <laughs> you don't just kill Helios. You actually his head is the thing you carry around with you for the rest of the game because it's a, cool. it's a thing you use to light up like secrets and like you know to light up dark areas and like just being able to upgrade those like just sick ass blades that weren't like used in really any other game. Like or even thought of like, now the idea of chains, you know, with blades at the end of it is such a cool like weapon idea, um, and so like that's why it it just had the best like everything on it in terms of like look wise of like the original God of War games. So that's yeah, I think uh, Kratos is a badass. I know there's it's like so the way I see God of War is it's like playing an HBO show. <laughs> it's just like yeah. blood, guts, and boobs. It's yeah, like, really. It's well, just yeah, like... really. And there's even like there's even the, like there's one sex scene in every single God of War yeah. game where you have to do the joystick and like act like. I know yeah, there was one a, where you had to like perform sex or something like you, that. And you're doing all of them, and it's like it's um um what's that style word like you have the button. Uh, if you hit certain buttons at certain times. Yeah. Um, but like, it's never, you never see it happening. Yeah. They always like veer yeah, the camera. Yeah, it's like they pan away. Like big time event. So yeah, they, but they yeah, pan like the camera away. to the side and one of them, it's like, it's a vase on a nightstand yep. next to the bed that you like can see it shakes rocking. more yeah. and more as yep. you do stuff. But the thing is, is like, that's an, like a central element in some ways because you get stuff for doing that. So like, you can replay that scene and still get a whole yeah, bunch like of stuff STDs, for doing that. Like right? Yeah. <laughs> But you share with your fair friends. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, but, yeah. So, no, fun fact. I just looked up God of War 3 because I forgot which one it was. Obviously, it's the third one. But yeah. it is the 10th best-selling PlayStation 3 video game by Copy Salt, which is interesting. Yeah, it's so, it's up there with, yeah. like... The, it's one of the games I've heard the most talked about consistently. People God of War has always been... A, always go back to it. Yeah. God of War has always been a very strong, like, series in general. You could almost say godlike, yeah. And, and the way the story... <laughs> I'll just show myself. The way the story manages to like warp old mythology, I think, is so interesting. Yeah, because you, yeah, it's it's just an interesting world, and your character is kind of like almost rewriting the world that you know, and that's what I think. That's really exactly what's happening, and you know, and there's so many tropes that they bring in from Greek mythology where you have a chance to. You're literally going to Hades every single game, you know, and like I think that's a fun thing to like a fun thing to do is to explore these worlds in each game and see how they've changed and progressed as technology's gotten better as opposed to like how the world's changed so which is kind of like a little bit different aspect but overall it's i mean it's my all-time favorite probably one of my all-time favorite games as opposed to just like my all-time favorite like action rpg game the solid choice so my number one is probably going to be pretty predictable my my number one is uh fallout 3 I've played it a handful of times. I've started it. I've started it probably two or three times over the, uh, like, since it's been out. I played it once when I was overseas. Um, that's when I first played it. And then I got home and I bought it myself. And I've played it two or three times since then. And it never seems to get old. Like, you play the story. You might need time. Well, so I say that. You might need time off from it. But after you take that time off, if you go back through it, it's like playing the game over again because there's so many choices to, do, to go through. There's so many yeah. different avenues. I think the location adds to it too. Just being in DC, being in a, in a familiar location, 
Um, I went to DC a few years ago and it was just super neat to see like, oh, I'm in the subway and like I've these, <laughs> the ceiling looks exactly like this in Fallout. And it's like, it's like, it's like DC got the idea from Fallout, not the other way around. Life imitating art. Uh, <laughs> but it's like, you know, going to the Washington Monument, it's like, cool. Like I went up here and I like killed something. Like, I killed a super mutant and it's like, it's really cool just to see these like real life. That's why I like the division too, because it's like, yeah. you know, they, they put it in DC as well. And it's like running around seeing all these, uh, um, real life things and they do these cool things where they scan the environment now and they get it as close to it as possible yeah and, and that that's that is one of the great things about Fallout 3 I think the world itself is a character and I think that's what like Fallout 4 for instance was missing and I think that's I think that's what makes the game so interesting and so much fun to play is it's a character that always changes based on the other people around it and I think that's and see, so not, much fun not being a Fallout like player really like I started Fallout 3 I think once because I had it on my, my PS3 I got for Christmas like years ago but like playing Fallout 4 you talk about how like you know the world doesn't feel quite like as a person like I, I did feel somewhat of a disconnect from the world yeah. in Fallout 4 which is kind of a detriment to me because it makes me not want to keep playing the game sometimes right. but like I do want to go back and try playing Fallout 3 especially after hearing you guys like I would you know, totally about it, it. So, yeah, I, I would, I, totally I would too. I so with Fallout Three, I loved it when I first played it. I started like two different characters. Was one of my first character glitched out. I, it was actually something I did. It was my fault. But um, but I ended up stop. I, I stopped playing for years. And then Fallout Four was announced, and I came back right before Fallout Four came out. And I just I. <laughs> Fallout 4 came out, I played a little bit of that, and actually I went back to Fallout 3 after playing it. <laughs> and that, that's kind of the funny thing about Fallout 3, is it's just, it is so fun. And I haven't beaten Fallout 3, I know the ending to it. I never felt the need to beat it. I just, I was having too much fun doing other stuff. See, and I that's... feel that way with Fallout 4, but it's not for a good reason. Yeah, I just I agree. put it down and never picked it back up. And that's how I've been feeling, too, with um, a lot of those, like, same type of games. And Jim, if you need any more help, like, convincing you to play Fallout 3, so the main story is, like, your dad disappears, you go you go try to find him. That I do remember. Uh, your dad is played by Liam Neeson. That's okay, right. cool. I so forgot about that. If yeah. you, you know what? Now that you say slay, that, I do remember the voice, and now that you say that, it fits. <laughs> like, I, I see it. So, so Liam is waiting for you to find oh, him. Man, I you also go get to be now. a baby for a brief period. I, yeah, <laughs> I love that, dude. That was so great. So if you're going to play a baby in an apocalyptic vault, <laughs> play Fallout. It sounds like I might be having to dust off the PS3. Somebody with like very specific needs yeah. like, or wants. <laughs> like, I've always wanted a baby in a vault. It's like... There you go. There you go. This is for oh, you. Man. Cool. So, uh, so yeah, this has been our top five action adventure with RPG elements um, in some of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're going to go with uh, our honorable mention, uh, one honorable mention each, and one dishonorable that did not really make the cut. Um, so we'll start with Cameron. Cameron, what is your uh, honorable mention? So this one is a struggle for me. I... There are so many good RPG games. I considered putting so many. Um, I want to say two that I was battling with. I'm going to only focus on one. I was battling with a game called Way of the Samurai um, because I played... It, it's a game where you have multiple choices and the world's always unique. You can actually beat the game by literally walking in and then turning back around and walking out of the map. And you can beat the game. It's, it's one of the endings to the game. It's a fascinating series. If you've never heard of it, go look at it. The game I chose to actually focus on this time, though, for my honorable mention, because I think it deserves it, is a game called I Am Alive. 
Okay, um, I've heard of I've that. Heard it of it is yeah. an amazing apocalyptic game, and I am so still sad to this day that we didn't get another one, um, or didn't get a more full game. This wasn't actually a full release. Uh, this was back before they were able to release it in a beta form and keep working on it, unfortunately. They had to release what they had. Um, and it's just, you're playing as this character who is just he's trying to go through this world that he doesn't understand searching for people that he can't find and that's what's so you you become so wrapped up in who he is and there, there's not a lot of hours of game time and i mean unless you truly fully explore the world but even then there's like six to seven hours of game time but it is in on top of being one of the best survival games i've ever played it is also terrifying it is just an absolutely terrifying game because it's not it's not horror in that sense of supernatural or anything like that it's like the movie the road like that's what it reminds me of but it's you are in the middle of it that movie destroyed me and that this game destroyed me in the same way i remember my friend i was on the mic with my friend playing we both played it when it first came out and he turns this corner on this boat and this is a cannibal boat they've been eating people they've been grabbing people from the city um you found my boat <laughs> yeah, there you go. but he turns this corner and it's a wall of skulls it's just a wall of skulls and he screams on the mic because he wasn't expecting it it's not the type of game where you are expecting it but i remember i started the game and there's this one lady at the very beginning just sitting on her porch and i i had played through the game twice already and i was like you know what? i want to see what this lady does so i pull out my gun i don't have any bullets in the gun but I fake like I have bullets in the gun, which is a huge aspect of the game that's so cool. But I pull out my gun. She has a gun, too. That did not go well for me. <laughs> she she pulls out a gun and she just starts firing. And then you have to kind of just run away. And that's the, that's the interesting thing about the game is there are enemies, but anyone can be an enemy. And that's what's so terrifying about it. You can see a fire in a building in the distance. And you don't know if that's a good person or a bad person. or you, They don't trust you. There's some people that you can't get within like three feet of. And that's kind of a problem there, too, is you have to just... It's the ultimate survival because you have to really choose your... Like, every decision has to be so carefully thought out. And I think it's just such a great game. And there's so many elements of progressing your character, even through such a short amount of time. But Something yeah. about poke, post, poke, post, Pokemon? Yeah. <laughs> Something about post-apocalyptic games just gets me as well. It's just... Yeah. A, fascinating i don't ever want it to happen to us but it's something it's just something cool to think about it's, it is it's fun fantasy. conversations to have yeah. too yeah like because I've, I've not had many conversations about it but playing certain post-apocalyptic games can i think be. we would eat jim first yeah <laughs> I, mean, I provide the most amount of meat probably anyways all right jim what is your uh what is what was the one game that didn't quite make your oh, list. The one game that didn't quite make the list, mainly because I forgot about it, um, was <laughs> De Dead Space. Um, and I want to stick with the first Dead Space game because I found all three of them to be amazing. The third one is kind of one of like the least favorites for most people, but um, I like the multiplayer on or like the co-op. Yeah. But the first Dead Space has a special, special place in my heart because I remember playing it the first night that I got it with the lights off in my room and then getting to a certain point, quitting the game, turning the lights on and going to lay down in bed. Cause like it <laughs> scared me that much. And it's what made me think about it is you talking about the enemies, like like anything can be an enemy yeah. that you don't know because one of the first things you run into is what you think is a dead necromorph on the ground that you walk up to that immediately pops up and starts attacking you. And you have no idea of your first playthrough because you just it's just laying there. Or worse, like you walk past it and then you hear it 
And I think yes. that's what's so interesting you turn about around, Dead Space in general. It's like you walk past something and you're like, that's fine. It didn't get up. And then you hear something behind you and it got up. It and you just turn around. No, I've yeah. turned around to the thing not being there anymore. Yeah. And that's even that's more scary. Is, or like you have, there's nothing around you and absolutely like you're walking down a hallway and then you hear scuttling in the vents. Yeah. And you're like, what was that? And like, it's an isolation game, Mm-mm. which plays to a special level of fear. <laughs> it really plays to a special level because there is no escape from this ship. You are 100% stuck on this ship and you are 100% alone I, with nothing but mining tools. I want to, a little bit here, uh, there's an argument I want to have. So for me, Dead Space was not one of my favorite games. I love Dead Space 2 and Dead Space 3. I did not like the first Dead Space. The only reason is because when I started the game, I there was this. I died shortly into the game, and I, this I game realized. Sucks. No, no, no. See, that's not the reason. That's not the reason. So I realized when I died, I was like, okay, so this thing's gonna come out of this vent. So when I saw that it was coming out of a specific vent, what I realized is the vents in the first Dead Space game that they come out of are a different color slightly oh and see, i realized I this realize and it ruined the rest of the game for me and then i realized that you can see the areas like there's little areas that you step over and then they pop out events so i started to see these little so things you in the game and for so that you, reason you cracked the code yeah i mean and it, it it ruined it ruined the magic it like it, it's like seeing a green screen like bit at the top of a screen in a movie or like a boom mic like it ruins the magic and for that once i knew those little details However, Dead Space 3 is one of my all-time favorite games. I do love Dead Space 3. I played it with a friend. That's what made it so much more fun to me is I played through it with a friend. Yes. And that is, that is a game changer. That yeah. is not a game you play by yourself. Like no. That's a game that well, if you have the chance, you can play it with somebody. And it it is also a game um, where it, with co-op, if you play it through single player, that's great. Like It still has the option for you, which I think is awesome. But if you play through co-op, there's actually other missions that you don't get to do otherwise. Mm-hmm. So there's side missions, and I remember specifically there's one where my friend could see things, and I couldn't see them. He's seeing like these images plastered on this wall, and he's losing his mind because I'm like, I don't see them. And he and thinks yeah, I'm messing yeah. with him. And it took like an hour for me to convince him, I'm not messing with you. I don't see this little girl standing in the hallway in front of you, which is what it was. And it's terrifying. Yeah. It's terrifying to wow. me because I don't see it. It's terrifying to him because he sees this girl with like bloody eyes. Yeah, and it's that just, game really oh, messes man. with you in so many different ways and I think that's Uh, why it made it like the first Dead Space made it onto my honorable mention list is because it has that special place of like that first time playing through it and the amount of like horror and stuff and as much as I love 2 and 3 I don't really remember a lot from 2 and 3 but I do remember so much from the first Dead Space and that's why it made it onto my list my favorite thing about this whole section is that we so we try to do like this timer to kind of keep it short, and Cameron held up the timer and then continued going I on. Did. Yeah, yeah. So when we get into a good conversation, I want to keep going in that conversation. I'm letting them know that we're running low on time. You just give me we're, like the come on, and then he's like, "But I'm talking." Yeah. We're trying to wrap up. We're not always um, the best at it. So my honorable is Darksiders. Okay. Darksiders is a fantastic franchise. Uh, I di- I haven't played the third one, the one with um, I think it's uh, it was War, Death, and Fury. I think is the third one. Um, the one with fire hair is the female they just came out with. Um, I heard it's okay, but I-, I assume if you liked the first and second one, you would like the third one. I imagine they kept with the same kind of formula. Again, I just like the kind of post-apocalyptic 
It's like comic booky because it's based off the Darksiders comics. And the boss battles are really, really rewarding because they, they require a certain... Like, you have to figure out what to do to beat them. They have weaknesses and you have movements that you have to figure out how to do it. And so it's like... it's I don't think it's as... I've never played Dark Souls because I'm too competitive. I feel like I would break every controller that I bought trying a, to get that, through that, that game. That type of game is a rough game to get through. But I think I feel like... From what people have told me, it's like a mild, like a way milder version of that, where it's like it's tough. You may have to die a few times to figure out the boss, but once you do, the like beating the boss battles are really rewarding. So I think I think all of that combined, it would have made my list, but um, it it fell just short. But it's still up there. And that's a game um, I've always kind of wanted to check out too, um, because of the idea that like it's always kind of like interests me, um, in a way that like like clearly hasn't been enough for me to actually like look into it and check the game out but like it's always been kind of one of those on the back of my head i definitely recommend it if you catch it on like a sale because you can get the first and second one pretty cheap i've always wanted to just like kind of sit down with them and try it out Um, yeah and like you mentioned dark souls and actually one of the funny things about dark souls is i kind of find the games uninteresting I don't actually find them to be as problematic. I played through with friends, and I remember one of the things that they kept telling me, they were like, okay, the next boss battle is going to be really hard, though, then we would just go through it. And then they'd be like, yeah, but the next one is really hard. And that's so disappointing, too, because it's so so much buildup, and and then all of a sudden you're like, okay, well... And, like, for me, what that brings up, I guess, is, like, sometimes I guess I care more about when a game focuses on fun over just trying to make it really hard because sometimes it doesn't work for some people sometimes it's not hard for some people and then it just is uninteresting Mm -hmm. and I think that's where like Darksiders has always been kind of interesting to me is it looks fun and challenging and I think I want something like Darksiders sounds like it has a little bit more of a story while I know games like Dark Souls and Bloodborne have stories but they're not super prevalent and you're kind Mm. of just playing through this world and I think that's where kind of like those types of games also lose me whereas I think Darksiders might be able to catch me yeah is you have more of a story that you're following not only is it post-apocalyptic I also find the whole like angels and demons aspect to be really fascinating as well because you have like you know you have uh, Samael and like the demons and stuff Mm -hmm. and then you have you know your I don't know if they I don't think you talk to God directly, but they have like angels that come down and archangels and stuff like that. So, yeah, cool. Um, so, on to the dishonorables. Speaking of heaven and hell, <laughs> let's go to the hell of our didn't make the list. All right. What did you banish to hell, Cameron? So this one is an interesting one and kind of an off the wall one. Um, there is an older game called Alpha Protocol. It is a spy RPG. And yeah, so I'm gonna have to look this up. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Most people, a lot of people are not gonna know. Um, I was so excited when this game came out because I love stealth games. I love Splinter Cell. I have I play these games like crazy. Like I just eat them up. Um, But (laughs) but Alpha Protocol um, was a glitchy disaster. Looks terrible. It was such a disaster. Now there's there's a couple things about this. I had a blast playing through it twice. (laughs) Before you knew what a good game was, right? No, here's the thing thing is I was waiting for a new Splinter Cell game at the time, and I was like, I need something. I need something to fill that void. So I got this, and it the graphics are atrocious. The gameplay is so difficult because you have to be stealthy in so much of it, and it's so hard to be because he's so glitchy. But 
the ability to make your spy like to make choices that affect the entire game like you will have multiple different endings in that game because you're making so many decisions and it gives you literally like a split second to make these decisions you have a bar that just goes like this so sometimes you don't even have time to read the choices and you're just like pressing something oh that's which is also that's a super frustrating aspect yeah. of the game and it just it was like quick time events but for dialogue choices and it's <laughs> so hard to play Man, I wish the game would have been better. I wish they would try another one just like that. But, uh... So here's a fun fact. They got 92% like this video game from Google users. I was going to say, do you want to take that back? Because this Kotaku article says Alpha Protocol is the great RPG of the last generation. It's the <laughs> RPG It's that we didn't know we needed, but it's not good enough to stand among other Do RPGs. you remember a game called Siphon Filter? No. no. You should check that out. Because it's similar to this, and I really enjoyed it on like the PS One or whatever. I just I love the but subtitle for this because it's Alpha Protocol: The Espionage RPG. <laughs> like in the title of the game, <laughs> it tells you what, like, what the game is. All right, we are going to move on because we are going yeah, way are, over time. We are yeah, way that over is time. A, that is a theme that we are embracing. We're so <laughs> good at going over time. Let us yeah. know if we need to, you know, stop doing that. Let us know if when we tell oh. ourselves to wrap up, we should be wrapping just, up. Just tweet us at uh, at list this podcast and tell hey, us to shut another up. Another shameless and Also plug. check out our Facebook page. <laughs> also uh, another tell shameless us to shut plug. up on uh, Facebook. Uh, Jim, what is your uh, what is your less than honorable? So my dishonorable is from a great, what I think is a fantastic game series, but it's probably one of my least favorite in the entire series is the first Assassin's Creed game. I struggled so hard How to get you through do that, that game. To Altair? Huh? No, that's <laughs> there's it's it's more it's less of so mainly I I think it might have been when I was playing it because I was trying to get through the games because I I picked them all up for a really good price and I was marathoning them all but getting through that first game was really hard for me I don't remember anything story wise the gameplay felt extremely repetitive and really like how long ago did you play through that it? that's what I'm um you. it was oh man because I remember picking up. Black Flag oh, on so I, like, ways into the series. It was then. like huh? it was like me going and back and playing Uncharted like, One. But that's just it though. It's like I started from the first game and then went Right, but I, I, I can see what you're saying because the first Assassin's Creed is a completely different game, honestly, than the other ones. It, it, when you when you boil it down, it is a completely different game. It yeah. has a different feel. It has a different character setup. It is very much a solo character type game with this world around him that's trying to kill him. But yeah. you have to. But you have to think about when Assassin's Creed came out. They didn't know there was going to be a two or three right. or a black flag. And, that, and that's but like and that's kind of also what I base this on is like it felt extremely I had to force myself to get through the game so I could move on to the next ones because I got to a point to where I felt like similar to the first Uncharted game where I was doing the same thing over and over again constantly throughout the entire game and that's I all I felt was like I had three things that I could do in this area multiple times and then I would move on to the next area and you want to talk about annoying boss battles the end battle of Assassin's Creed is just a pain and worthless. See it again, and like, and just, there's so many other things I feel like in that game that are I don't really remember because it was so like shrouded in like the fact that I was forcing myself through that game, and that's what put it on my dishonorable like mentions is how much it was a struggle for me to get through the game just to get to the game's sake. So funny enough, 
My Dishonorable is Assassin's Creed 3. <laughs> Which is weird oh, because that was one of my favorite ones. So and I only, at the time, can I, but, okay, but sorry, yeah. Let me hold on. Let me let me okay. let me state my case first. All right. So I don't hate the game itself. I thought the I thought the atmosphere was interesting. I thought the whole like colonial America. And I think like that's the, what I love most about that. I thought was that was those cool. Um, I don't know that I love. I know that they have to put the guns in there, but I don't know that I love the gunplay in it. It was really I didn't really use it. I don't think as much. I tried to hit somebody on a roof, and it did not end well. And it was just yeah. But it was because I marathoned it. <clears throat> because I went through Assassin's Creed and I went through Assassin's Creed with Ezio, mm. all three of them. Yeah. yeah. And then you I, know, did... I got to Assassin's Creed 3 and I was just like, it's the same mechanics over and over and over again in a different time yep. period. And, and it... I just got so burnt out on everything. So that's interesting for me too because that's the same thing happened for me, which is why I never got to a Black Flag. Because I made it through 3. I made mm-hmm. it through all the games previous. But I got the black flag, and I was like, I'm, I can't keep yep. playing Assassin's Creed. Right I made now. it through three, and I got. I think I started Black Flag, and I, I was like, I just thing. don't. Yeah, I, I was don't so have burnt out. Anymore. I was so burnt out. So I, I had had a kind of a different experience with Assassin's Creed. I played it after the first one came out. I waited patiently for the second one. I. This is why this is funny. I almost put Assassin's Creed two on my dishonorable mention <laughs> <laughs> because I didn't like Assassin's Creed two. Thought it was which weirdly, one was that the the first Ezio? That, that's the first Ezio one. Okay. That's like the one that's considered the game changer. Everyone else loves it. I couldn't stand it. I felt like the physics were different. The gameplay didn't get back to normal until I felt like Revelations when they finally kind of pushed it back into what it was. But then Assassin's Creed Three is my favorite Assassin's Creed game. It's the only game I feel like was worth playing. I and I thoroughly so enjoyed to three. Do. Yeah, and I did everything. Assassin's Creed Three is one of the first games that I like did everything I could do. I mean, there's... I did everything all the way up to the point of turning the turkey into, like, a garbed assassin. That's... <laughs> and there's, like, there's... And you... There's so many things to do. One thing I loved about that game, though, and just as, like, a counterpoint, is the side missions. If you take away, like, the main story, which was okay, it wasn't great. Not super the memorable. The side again. missions of Assassin's Creed 3 are where I had a lot of fun. Like, going up against, like, the Headless Horseman and, like, investigating mysteries like yeah. that. Trying to figure out what if there's a Kraken or not. Like, there's weird side missions in that game that made the world just so much more interesting. And seeing these people that didn't completely understand the world they were in, they're new to this country and stuff like that. It just, I don't know, I felt like it was a really fun I game. Did, I did really enjoy the, <clears throat> like, the historical aspect, right? Yeah. So being able I to interact with, so like, Leonardo da vinci yeah and like you yes. know being able to um i did enjoy that however like i said it's just it's the same thing over and over right and i, I think agree. that's what yeah. put, i think honestly like if i had to reassess my like i would put any of the assassin's creed on my dishonorable mention mm-hmm. because i that's pretty much what i love the assassin's creed game for was the gameplay i could not tell you anything about the story in any of the games oh i agree i, I don't know i don't know what's happening in any of the games like i, know I don't even fully know what's happening in, in the newer ones what's that <laughs> there's a machine and he like goes back in time and like relives his ancestors you know, you and, know, and i actually forgot about that part i completely forget about the desmond see, stuff there's like, one funny thing this is my biggest pet peeve with assassin's creed so they live through their ancestors memories all the way up until the end of their lives through the memories that are stored in their blood however my question is is how do they live up to the death of altair through the mem- memory stored in their blood, if they were born sometime before that, the memory should not be stored in their blood. It's one of the weirdest things in there. Yeah. Because you can't kind of backtrack through that unless he somehow had a child 
like right when he died, which is not gonna happen. That's just not gonna you happen. Yeah. And see, no, I never, you know, I never even thought that about that. That could have been his last wish. He's <laughs> locked away behind a stone door by himself. It's not happening. That's yeah. that's his ending. Spoiler alert. It's. But I, I, I like, I know I can tell you anything, even with the new because I played Assassin's Creed Origins mm-hmm. for a while. I wanted to play Odyssey more for the gameplay, but I, I don't even know. What I was played Revelations, again. and that was the biggest mistake I've ever made in my life. That was an awful game and glitchy. Yeah, so, I, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I completely. So agree. I know we have to wrap up here, but I think it's it's kind of the same thing as uh, as like Fallout, right? Fallout Four is the same thing as Fallout Three and Fallout New Vegas in a way. Yes. It's more, it's a newer version of the old stuff that yeah. we've always played. Yeah. So it's kind of like it that. Is. We have that fatigue. We need something new, or we need right. better graphics, or we need something that's going to pull us back in. I said Revelations. I meant Unity. Unity was a terrible game. I think Co-op it, Assassin's it, Creed. Whoever's Which, planning on, on writing that mean tweet about Revelations, you can forget it. I wanted to specify, because I actually did like Revelations, but... No, Assassin's Creed, man, we dredged up some old. Memories, I had, I did but... have, I did have one as like one final absolute that I played. Um, which one was it in like Victorian London? Um, that is, is that, that Unity? Unity. That's I Unity. stopped playing that one because I felt claustrophobic. It was terrible. I didn't feel like I had enough room to terrible do game. stuff, and I felt like too enclosed and too like too dark for everything. And that was like I couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to finish that game. Yeah, no, it just wasn't. I, I've given up on the Assassin's Creed games, and also their stories are outlandish and absurd. And they don't work. Well, what an interesting, that's... what an interesting dishonorable <laughs> inch, uh, like the dishonorable mention we ended up having with the whole Assassin's Creed thing. Oh, so Ubis, I'm, Ubisoft, I'm sorry for bringing up those bad memories. Ubisoft, I do enjoy your other games. Just uh, I'm not Splinter Cell, not Rainbow, so much and Ghost, South Park, not not Assassin's yeah. Creed. Yeah. But thanks for staying with us, guys. If you yeah, stayed yeah, this long for yeah. our dishonorable mentions, we are gonna end the show there. Uh, as always, um, you can reach us on Facebook. List this podcast. If you search it, it should pull it up. Um, at list this podcast on Twitter. You can find me at Jaws Expert on Twitter. Uh, Cameron, you can find me on Instagram at that Cameron Guy twenty two. And you can find me on Twitter uh, at Hold Majimbles. Hold Majimbles. Yeah. I've been watching a lot of YouTube, so I feel like I want to say, like, please, like, please, like, comment and subscribe for some weird reason. <laughs> yeah, but don't do I that. This isn't I mean, like I guess the you can. Right place for if it. If you have the option for it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, right. If this ever like goes to some venue, you can do that on our Facebook page. Yeah, you can. Yeah, there you go. So like, yeah, please like, comment, and subscribe. Yes. Yeah, yeah there you definitely go. do. That. Yes, oh, I feel happy. I'm so satisfied. There you go. Put mean comments about uh, Assassin's Creed Revelations. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, cool. Thanks again for listening, and we will see you next time. Thanks, guys. Thanks.